Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. In Melbourne for the 2012 Midsummer Festival, I caught the Year of Magical Wanking, a one-man show by Neil Watkins, which is coming to the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Post-show, I caught up with Neil to talk about the show and uh, his season in Adelaide. So, Neil Watkins, welcome to Link Adelaide. Um, Thank you very much. I've just finished seeing your show. It's the Year of Magical Wanking. Yeah. And you're bringing it to the Adelaide Fringe this year. That's right. Four um, weeks. Four weeks. You have a very solid season. I think you're playing just about every day oh, in the God. X space at um, AC Arts. <laughs> I hope I have a day off. I really do. I have to look at that schedule. <laughs> it's an intense show. You've just it's seen it. It's very intense. It's a one-man show. You never leave the stage. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty intense show. Yeah. Can you is. give kind of a, a brief description? Of well, what I'm just... I've just performed now a week of it. Um, it does have humour in it. Tonight's audience was very, very, a lovely audience. I, know, I believe people had a good time. But, it, you know, there, part of me is a very comic performer who loves mm-hmm. to hear the laughter in the audience. Yeah. So some nights you have that. You, you just have, depending on, I don't know, the time or hormones or yeah. whatever, or, or if it's really hot in the space or really cold in the space. Um, it's, so there's lots of relief. There's lots of humor in the show. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the audience just doesn't feel like laughing because it's such a serious subject matter. Yeah. You know, so it, it's almost like they're being respectful. They don't want to seem like they're laughing at you. But I'm fine with people laughing at it. I want mm-hmm. people to laugh at it. I want myself to laugh at it. You know, yeah. because especially if it's like such a long run, because if I was to take this, I do take it very seriously. Yeah. But I, I, re, um, I have to be careful not to let it eat me up, you know. Because I found I found it very, very, very intense mm. watching it. Because it, I mean, it come it starts out. You have beautiful, beautiful lighting yeah. for this show, and mm. I hope it's the same in Adelaide, which I oh, can't imagine that wouldn't be. Oh, it's going to be exactly the same um, in design. Yeah, and Kieran Amelia, our designer, lovely. designed our beautiful set. It's very simple, elegant, but it's very simple, elegant, and slightly off kilter too. Which yeah. Is, yeah, kind of nice. So you're not yeah. square onto the audience. Exactly. Yeah. You have a, a yeah. space to inhabit yeah. in the in the theatre, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and who did the sound for the show? Because there was some really nice sound um, design in there. An artist who goes by the name of Oberman Knox. His name is Nigel Truswell, and we know him through. Um, we know him for years, and um, Philip McMahon, who directed the show. Um, discovered this music that Nigel had released, and I remember Philip saying that he was he was listening to it walking through the airport, and it made him feel like <laughs> feel like a terrorist or something. So um, when it came to when it came to a decision on the transitions mm-hmm. between the scenes, Philip um, suggested this music, and because I'd written the script, mm-hmm. and to me the script was a. Uh, really flowery or something despite being really dark yeah um, so this was a real op- in, in opposition almost to where my head was at but that's the beauty of collaborating with somebody yeah you come up with something that if you were left alone you you just wouldn't go there mm-hmm. so um yeah so i think um, most people seem to like the music most people seem to it compliments really, it yeah, so yeah, well yeah. and just comes in and just you know, it provides a bit of relief, but still keeping this intensity up. Yeah, that stays yeah. Right through. It's the great show. for me as well to have that bit of a gap between yeah. the scenes, a bit of a breather. Time to get a water. Right yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, onto the onto kind of the 
the um, the story, I guess, behind the show. It's um, Year of Magical Wanking, so it's, it deals with this gentleman who's a chronic masturbator and appears to perhaps suffer from HIV. Yeah. And there's a gay man as well who has issues that yeah. become apparent during mm-hmm. the presentation. Yeah. Um, where? How did you come about putting the show together? And well, I mean... I have an opportunity here to to lie, you know, because you're saying it's about this gentleman. It's about me. Yeah. Like it, it's a, it's an autobiographical piece, and I I, I wanted to. Um, uh, this is Pop Baby is a company in Ireland who I'd been collaborating with a lot, uh, and we we'd work quite closely together. I'd been doing work for them outside of theatres on sort of radical stages in, in music mm-hmm. festivals. And we ran a, an avant-garde uh, nightclub in the National Theatre in Ireland. And I was beginning to experiment with my style there and beginning to write poems. And, like, to me, poetry in a nightclub is the wankiest, most boring thing. It's it's like you, you're not going to want to see it. Mm. It would have that reputation. Yeah. Of course, it can be fantastic yeah. if done right. So. We, we were setting ourselves a challenge in the nightclub. Could I hold an audience's attention with poetry? Mm-hmm. So I found a way. I, yep. I, used, I used really bizarre, um, cheesy backing tracks and just like an Irish ma- leprechaun rapping, mm-hmm. rapping essentially. Yeah. So that gave me a bit of confidence to, to write in, in uh, verse. So when they, they this puppy were, baby were running a festival mm-hmm. called Queer Notions, and they commissioned me to write a, a, a solo show. Yeah. And so I wanted it to be as big a challenge as possible for me. So I decided I was going to write something about myself that was going mm-hmm. to be very hard-hitting and honest and raw, that was going to deal with my state of emotional and mental health at that yep. time. And really the first thing I came up with was the title, because we had to come up with a title, because yep. the brochures were going to print. So I just said, oh, let's call it the year of magical wanking. Now, I'd seen the year of magical thinking, Joan Didion's piece, which uh, really uh, a lot of people identified with, but mm-hmm. I didn't. And Vanessa Redgrave was performing it in the Dublin Theatre Festival, and Scott Rudin was producing it. And so it was like a really big, fantastic production. And I remember it had this really stunning series of backdrops. But I thought I wanted to make something that for for a gay audience, mm-hmm. but but that would really connect with them on a very very basic, no holes barred level, and something that would also transcend the gay audience that would connect with a modern audience. So uh, I decided, how am I going to do that? How am I going to get people's attention? Tell my story. Yeah. Tell my authentic story. Skip the research of somebody else's life tell my story and I think that's the power of the piece uh, documentary theatre is very popular uh, b- but I I find that very often in documentary theatre you're not dealing with uh, accomplished performers mm-hmm. so I dare I say I'm an experienced performer so I wanted to mix my level of training and experience with my own authentic story mm-hmm. and to see where that would bring uh, documentary theatre and the, really the, the, the next major ingredient which I've already referred to considering the context, context was my own exploration of my own uh, label of sex addiction uh, I thought how am I going to make this palatable for an audience because it's pretty gritty, raw murky mm-hmm. material 
disturbing material. So it was necessary for me then, in the context of theatre, to find a really bold uh, 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 vehicle uh, to, to represent that in, and that was iambic pentameter. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, wanky ideas, as far as I was concerned. Wan- all, all wanky ideas, but how can, I, how can I make them work? So that was the challenge. So have I explained anything? Have I answered your question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and the, the verse, I think, to me, it's, it did what really good Shakespeare performers do with it. You kind of, it's there and you appreciate it, but you also lose it at times yeah. when you're watching it. Yeah, and good. you just kind of, just get enveloped in the world and the, the rhythm of the text you've created and that you're performing yeah. just kind of just adds to the fact that it's in poetry, just adds to the fact that it's coming through and it gives it an extra yeah. dimension, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I won't go into it because it's one of the one of my favourite moments of the play is when you turn what you're doing on its head towards the end of the piece right, yeah, and yeah, do yeah. something different. And yeah. just that's floored me okay. totally. It was okay. fantastic. Great. So you have to watch out for the end of the show for when that happens. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, and I suppose some of your some of your style and performance reminded me a bit of Simon Webb from Mitchell Webb. I don't know whether it's just the accent. Um, Is that a com- oh God. comic, comic duo from, yeah. from Britain? Yeah, you know, the Mitchell oh, Webb yeah. solution. Oh, really? Oh. That guy. It could have just okay. been the voice and I don't know. But, yeah, it reminded me of that. Huh? Um, do you have any other inspiration as a performer or any inspiration? Oh, who do I love? I mean... Nicole Kidman, I suppose, comes up a little I bit. I love the piece. glamour of Nicole Kidman. <laughs> you know, you say it in Australia and people are like, ah, oh, she was only some girl who was on, like, you BMX know. BMX Bandits. Yeah, and all that. And I, apparent, I'm not getting a great sense of love for Nicole Kidman. I love the the illusion of Nicole Kidman, yeah. you know. I, and I, I think she's great, actually. I, I, yeah. I think she's great. So, um I know I, I refer to her a bit, and in, in, she's like a motif in yeah. the in the in the play. Um, I love Hollywood actors, and then I love I just love crazies, crazy performers who who are really embodied mm. uh, and really just push things. Tilda Swinton is one of my favorite actors. Yeah, at the moment. Oh, what did I see her in? I think I, I ended up catching Thumbsucker. Yeah, I think she was in that, and that was. We need to talk brilliant. about Kevin. I as well, that that's brilliant. But I love Jim Carrey. Like, I love people who probably other people hate, but, uh, yeah. And then, then a few few mad artists as well. Like, the the bravery and the rawness of Tracy Emmons' work uh, was kind of like in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And then the the fury and the, the despair of Robert Mapplethorpe uh, that 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 was kind of in my head as well. So I had to I had to look at those guys, and also weirdly, I the weekend I did, did this for the first time, I had a part in a film with Martin Sheen, and it was no. like being, you know, met by God or something. And it was important because I was really terrified doing this play because mm-hmm. it was so revealing. Yeah. But then meeting him, he had done Heart of Darkness, the documentary to accompany a cop. Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. which I have to confess I haven't seen, but I know that he's he really reveals something of himself in that. Mm-hmm. So, and it was just nice to meet somebody who'd gone who'd been on the journey he'd gone through, and also um, being the father of Charlie Sheen, who was in the press a lot for various reasons. Um, we didn't talk about any of that stuff. No. I didn't want to open that kind of worms, uh, but for me it was a it was a 
that that was very inspiring to meet him mm-hmm. yeah. and timely yeah and you've enjoyed success obviously with the show in Ireland and yeah. now slowly across Australia as well so we hope uh, it goes really well for you but before I go I will ask you just a bit about this is, this is Pop Baby the company that yeah. has created this with you yeah. um, obviously born out of Ireland yeah and what kind of I take it they do fairly edgy theatre there yeah I mean they they do a, a wide variety of stuff so they they're able to pop up a tent in in the middle of a field at a, a, a boutique festival mm-hmm. and make that a really rocking event like they'd have the pop tent in, at the in Ireland's electric picnic and at the same time they have a a new major modern musical based on Alice in Wonderland yeah. called Alice in Wonderland um in the National Theatre in Ireland and you know they they're good at at muscling in on in places where you you wouldn't really have theater mm-hmm. um like like in the sorry where you wouldn't really have let's say they they had their nightclub in the national theater also which hadn't happened before so and yeah and they they have their festival queer notions as well awesome yeah they're great Cool. Well, I can't wait for Adelaide to see this show. The Year of Magical Wanking will play the, the Adelaide Centre for the Arts uh, X-Base Theatre right throughout the Fringe. Uh, jump online and grab tickets. Uh, all the details are at linkadelaide.com.au and adelaidefringe.com.au. Neil Watkins is the star of the show. Thank you very much for your time tonight and uh, enjoy your date. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. For more information on the Year of Magical Wanking, visit linkadelaide.com.au or check out adelaidefringe.com.au.